Hello and welcome to uh, your radio, Mushtarif M 89.6. And welcome again to Free Topic, where we are going to uh, tackle a little bit a very controversial and sensitive topic for today's episode. And today I am with a very interesting guest, my two friends, uh, Hamza from Morocco. Hello, Hamza. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hello, Barnes. Hi. Thank you for having me so much. So I know this show might start with mixed emotions and everything, but I would like to take it step by step and uh, ask you probably uh, in the beginning some very simple and open questions, and we can build on that later on. As a starter, I just would like to know, maybe the, the audience is interested to know, how do you feel about what's happening in the Middle East between the Palestinians and uh, the Israelis? Okay, so I want to start with by saying thank you for doing this and maybe changing the narrative a little or when it especially when it comes to western countries about this sensitive issue so i really appreciate this and giving the voices to like the other side because all we hear on like on the mainstream media and the west in the west especially in the west is one side story and it's more like on the side of the colonizer which is right now israel at this sensitive topic When it comes to emotions and how I feel about it right now, it's just, I feel like it's really, the injustice of it all is really frustrating. I'm starting to have nightmares of what I'm seeing on every single day on social media. The moment I open, for example, X or I open Instagram, it's all you see is just blood everywhere and people's bodies are scattered everywhere. It's, it's horrible. Yeah, um, I feel very similarly uh, to Hamza. Um, I feel disturbed by the United States government, my government's actions uh, and their unwavering support for um, Israel and the Israeli ethnic cleansing that's occurring uh, in Palestine. And yeah, I also wanted to thank you for, uh, you know, touching on this issue and talking to people who, uh, you know, are advocating on behalf of Palestinian human rights in light of the ongoing um, ethnic cleansing in Gaza. We all know that just a couple of days ago, or just for the audience, maybe to give them a big picture, there were some conflicts, or maybe let's not call it conflict, because when you have uh, an an entity that fights with with rocks or very primitive tools, uh, while on the other side they have very equipped with very advanced technological weapons, it's not actually a a conflict, but it's more like an occupation or uh, an aggression over someone who doesn't have the necessary tools to fight back. Yeah, it's not, it's like, it's not, the the fighting force is not equally distributed. Like, you cannot say someone owning drones and airplanes and whatever, like, technology has to offer when it comes to killing machines, compared to people who have literally zero, like, knowledge. They don't, like, I don't know, it's like, it feels so... The injustice of it all is really, really frustrating because when you say compare, you even say like it's a war, it's a two-sided war. It's not because Palestinian people have been suffering for this for years and years and years. Only when this happened on the other side, people are like, oh, actually, now this is a sensitive topic. Now we should talking about where was this silence when it was happening to Palestinians for many, many years uh, and ongoing actually and there was like nobody cared too so 
even the media, it's a very, very complicated situation, and it's definitely not equally distributed when it comes to fighting forces too. So like you said. When I was preparing for the show, honestly, I literally didn't know how to initiate this topic with any questions that could help me maybe delve deeper. But first of all, we all know that the mainstream media is always trying, especially the, the Western one, to probably victimize forces and say that it's Hamas who started it. So we have the right to pay back whatever that is. So they use this propaganda to legitimize their wrongdoings uh, over the Palestinian yeah. civilians. I mean, if we, if we start to compare in the victims, it's like, how can you kill more people and you still want to portray yourself as a victim is really shocking to me, honestly. When, for example, if someone kills like a thousand people and one literally tries to free themselves from killing those thousands of people, like by actually fighting back and not even getting close to the numbers that you're actually doing. And you still, like the West and the Western media still tries to portray you as a victim. It's horrible, honestly. Okay, uh, first of all, what is your first impression when you see this mainstream media misleading people? And we know that in this propaganda, world leaders contribute to this by, uh, again, legitimizing the wrongdoings of Israel and always saying they are defending themselves. Whereas, in fact, they are not. Let's be honest here. They always use this anti-Semitic tag on people who criticize or say something wrong. So I feel like maybe it's not the West who actually wants that. I want to hear feedback from you. I feel that the West is trapped in this struggle because uh, the Jewish community always use this anti-Semitic weapon to say that, for example, we've experienced uh, a lot of traumas in the last century with Nazism. So it's kind of legitimizing what they are doing right now. And I feel like the West is uh, following this, this trend as well because they don't have an option. Yeah, I can definitely talk on this. Um, so it's definitely the sort of trope that criticizing Israel or criticizing Zionism, which is the sort of belief in a Jewish state, um, is inherently anti-Semitic, is completely wrong. And it's wrong because sort of when you make that claim, you're equating being Jewish with, you know, being supportive of Israel. And I have many Jewish friends and Jewish family members that do not support Israel and do not support Zionism. They're anti-Zionists. And, um, you know, under that logic, then they themselves would be anti-Semitic despite being Jewish themselves. Uh, and <clears throat> so it's important to know, and, you know, definitely the Western media is pushing that narrative because that's the narrative coming out of the Zionist state. But, you know, Israel has always had many uh, Jewish critics. They're often silenced. They're labeled as self-hating Jews. Um, just the other day, I had a close friend of mine from the U.S. Uh, who is Jewish uh, get arrested outside the White House for protesting in favor of a ceasefire. And I, you know, have many other friends, uh, Jewish friends that have been out on the street doing the same. And yeah, I just think it's, it's sad when, you know, you're attempting to rightfully criticize a country that is committing human rights abuses and yet you get labeled as anti-Semitic um, as their way of sort of silencing any criticism or dissent um, against the Israeli 
government. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. And it's also like weaponizing the religion. This is at the core of the problem. It's definitely not religion because it's not Jewish people versus Muslims. It's literally about colonizing land because a lot of people keep forgetting that Palestinians also have a huge community of Christians and some Jewish people too. But this is not portrayed on the media because it's like it sells better when it's like, oh, Muslims versus Jewish people, this, this is that. But it's definitely not a religious issue. It's about colonizing, stealing land, improv- like impoverishing people, make them like like a lot of people would say right now, it's an apartheid also and it's literally an open prison. Like it's that's what it is. It's about colonizing more than anything else. So using anti-Semitic as a just as a weapon to make it like these killings are just oh just people Jewish people are just trying to defend themselves when it's literally not about that. There is a huge difference between Palestinians and Israeli people. For example, when you say civilian Israeli people are just civilians, they're just peaceful. But you're there for doing what? What are you doing? there you're there just to steal lands and most of israeli people have training in the army so you cannot compare for example a palestinian woman living there with an israeli woman who is military trained to kill people it's so it's definitely not as it's portrayed to be oh this is must just jewish people versus muslims yeah absolutely I also wanted to tackle this issue, uh, Muslim versus Jewish, and I also agree with this notion that the core of the struggle is not religious. It's about your land being deprived from you. Yes, that's the, the main idea that I agree on. But again, I would like to get back because I implicitly put this uh, question, but my fundamental question is the mainstream media is always trying to uh, mislead in the West. And I've seen a lot of people uh, from the West who are pro-Israeli because of what they've seen or what they have been exposed to on the the mainstream media. Yeah, especially like they use a lot of mis... Like lately I've seen this headline when they say, oh, Israel versus Hamas. Literally every major news uplines, they would use this headline as Hamas versus Israel, when it's not. Who is dying? Like, it's Palestinian people. It should be Israel versus the Palestinian people. This just is just like a one small example of how misleading the the headlines are. And also, they use the... It's easy... Like, a lot of time they would use, oh, two Israeli people killed... And then 17 people died, 17 Palestinian people died. This is like just one of the few examples that the media uses to justify or to report on this issue too. This is where you say how they try to manipulate the public opinion about this issue in the West. Yeah, and sort of thinking about the language used in the media uh, as a linguist, I find that uh, you know important to sort of uncover biases within the media um, and just as Hamza referenced, the media will often say uh, Israelis killed, but Palestinians died. Um, and even, you know, throwing around the word uh, terrorists, like who is being labeled terrorists right now? It's the Palestinians that are being labeled terrorists, despite the fact that the, uh, you know, Israelis and IDF are bombing ambulances, they're bombing hospitals, they're bombing civilian infrastructure where people are living. 
They have killed over a thousand children in Gaza. And, you know, in any, if in any other world, that would be labeled terrorism. But because, uh, you know, Israel is largely a white country, a white settler colonial country, they're not given the label of terrorist, despite the fact that they are, you know, committing terrorist acts in Gaza as we speak. They would start something like this. Do you condemn Hamas's act? <laughs> and it's literally, they've been doing that. It's like every Palestinian has to condemn. Like, you can, you can come and kill my family, but, oh, do you still condemn Hamas for doing this? It's definitely like one-sided point of view. Exactly. I watched yesterday Pierce Morgan, the British host. Yeah, I just saw that this morning, actually, that video, yeah. With uh, Basim? Yeah, Basim Youssef. We know the amount of casualties in Gaza. And the host, his only concern was, do you condemn Hamas? I mean, for God's sake, uh, Gaza is being bombarded with Israeli missiles. And they, they won't start a question like this, do you condemn Israel? I know the, the same narrative happens again and again when uh, they host uh, a pro-Palestinian. They ask him, "Do you condemn Hamas?" He say, "Yes, I've noticed all the pro-Palestinians uh, condemn what what Hamas did." Yeah, and I sorry, and I want like speaking about this because we're here to inform people like in Hungary about this topic, and and, and I think we, we want to give them some examples to follow, like alternatives media, like independent media too. Maybe they could try. There is this show, and this I think it's broad, broadcasted in Hungary too, but I'm not sure. It's, it's they're called Democracy Now. They're an independent media outlet who don't get. They're not funded by any. Again, this is like not a provo or anything, but they don't get funded by the government or corporation. They, they're solely get their resources by like by donating. Too. So democracy now. And they also this to try follow Mohammed Al-Kurd. He's a Palestinian writer who is really, really good. He has some really, really good talking points that people should give them a chance and follow him through social media too. Maybe you can, like, do you, why do you know any other pages that people should know about? I would definitely suggest democracy now. Um, that's where I get a lot of my news from. But going back to your question on sort of the Western media, there's also so much contextual things that are left out, particularly in that I see in the U.S. media with regards to, you know, what has happened in Palestine since 1948 with the Nakba. And even, you know, like very clear international law, you know, U.N. Resolution 3246 affirmed the legitimacy of indigenous people to defend themselves against a colonizer. Uh, that's international law. And that's never spoken about in the American media. You know, it's always, yes, as Hamza said, you know, condemn Hamas, blah, 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 all of that, um, but never sort of uh, based in international law. And that is, you know, we're seeing that with President Biden. He's in Israel today uh, showing his support and yet not condemning any of the atrocities being committed uh, by Israel that are definitely war crimes. Um, and I think... A Spanish minister of uh, social rights, you know, wants to take Netanyahu to the ICC, the International Criminal Court, because of the actions of the Israeli government in Gaza for war crimes. Uh, but that's never reported on within the United States, and except for in alternative media, um, the, you know, non-corporate media, I guess is how I would describe it. <laughs> Of 
course. And why would they? It uh, conflictuates with their interest in the first place. And I've seen uh, Joe Biden is in Tel Aviv right now. And uh, yesterday there was a, a very aggressive attack on a hospital where uh, I guess 1,500 casualties, maybe more. And they're just utterly civilians. And Biden, the only thing he said is we feel deep sadness. And that's all he cared to say. Yeah, no, and that's like another part of what we see in the media is because instantly after the Christian hospital in Gaza was bombed uh, yesterday, Israel came out blaming Hamas for the bombing. Just like after uh, when uh, Palestinian-American journalist Shireen Abu Akleh was murdered last year, uh, you know, Israel instantly came out and said, oh, she was shot by uh, a Palestinian uh, fighter when, you know, multiple news agencies have found that it was, in fact, an IDF sniper that, uh, you know, shot and killed Shireen yeah. Abu Akleh. That is something that the, uh, you, know, you know, Israel propaganda is saying, always blaming Hamas for their own atrocities, when in reality, you know, there's no, there's, it's just not what happens. Yeah. And where is the condemnation for that, too? Yeah, I mean, Biden is fully within the, uh, you know, support of or fully supports Israel, as do most uh, American politicians. Um, I mean, we have people running for president. Uh, I can think of uh, former Governor Nikki Haley, current Senator Lindsey Graham, um, both basically calling for the genocide of Palestinians on national television in the United States. And, you know, when people are seeing that, and there's also, of course, the fervent anti-Muslim, anti-Arab uh, sentiment in the United States, which obviously boiled a lot uh, up after uh, 9-11, but it seems to be making a return as there are now hate crimes being committed against, uh, you know, Muslims and Arabs in the United States because, largely because of what our politicians are saying and what the corporate media is sort of uh, putting out there. This Israeli, it's basically just Israeli propaganda. Yeah, just an example for this. It's just uh, I think it was three days ago when the some like some white man in America stabbed a, a Palestinian child. It was seven years old, like twenty six times. Like yeah, this is how these words or that come on the media and their effect that happen in people there. Especially after, for example, they would say, "Let's go back to that lie they you, they spread with the." Uh, kill like Hamas beheading babies and then Israel themselves denied that happen denied that from happening they said no actually that did not happen but the CNN still run the story with it and this is one of the consequences of that because Americans I don't know they would follow like if CNN said something they would hardly believe that there is no doubt too like they would believe anything on their national television even though it's complete lies and fabrications I also I want to uh, get back a little bit backward to the point. Why are we uh, trying to convince the West that Palestinians are the victims and Israelis the oppressors? They already know the truth because it, it's already laid down there. You, you already know everything. You have pictures, you have videos, you have research papers, for God's sake, about that, about what's happening. Every scholar, like anyone, would say that the oppression uh, lays there and it's an occupation, it's not a conflict. Yeah, every intellectual in the world would agree, yeah. I think it has a lot to do with how corporate, like corporate media works too, because 
it's like we have to always polish because we have that fear of being demonized for doing something all the time, especially what happened after 9-11, like White said. And we're always scared of that rhetoric of saying, oh, Arabs are terrorists, Arabs are killers. So we always have to try to defend ourselves. So the white man would be like, oh, okay. So there are actually people that were, they are worth uh, some sort of human decency or something like that. But we always have to try to prove ourselves. But it's also because... Like when it comes to Hollywood and how we are portrayed, it always comes back to the stereotypes of how, what is our lifestyle and how we grow up. It's always been, we're barbarians basically. Yeah, and I would also just add, I think that like Hamza said, the corporate media is very responsible for these sentiments because, you know, the average working class American it, you know, maybe didn't go to college, maybe doesn't know a Palestinian person, you know, someone in Ohio doesn't know a Palestinian person, they don't know about the history there. And when all they're seeing is, you know, either the, you know, watching Fox News, watching CNN, watching MSNBC, and all of these malicious lies being spread, this Israeli propaganda, like, uh, you know, it's very hard to sort of get get out of that. And that's how sort of, um, these beliefs have been solidified within the United States. I know from my own experience speaking with people who do not have experience uh, or do not have knowledge about this issue, as soon as I show them this information, this information that you will never see or, you, you, you know, yeah, you never see it in American corporate media, they instantly recognize how screwed up the situation is and recognize that they've been lied to by both po the American politicians, their own politicians, and also by these huge, uh, you know, multi-billion million news corporations yeah and i think it's also the same in every country too when it comes to israel it's not it doesn't even matter with if you are on the right or the left side because they're both really really like pro israel no matter what they did so i think some countries that would disagree with the narrative that i think it's only for maybe spain and ireland that sort of have like a critical view of the situation of what's happening other than that every single country is definitely pro-israel too but i won't say like people but i'm talking about okay. their government obviously uh, government and the media outlets all right we know that israel has uh, normalized its relations with a lot of arab and muslim countries okay and do you think that these concerned countries haven't shown enough support because of that do you think these countries trapped into this alliance with israel yes for sure and like one of the biggest reasons why is again we go back to the us it's responsible for most of this uh, normalization, they were the medium, and no country in the world wants to be against the U.S. too, because they're always afraid of what the U.S. can do to that country. Just look at Libya, look at Iraq, look at Afghanistan, look at every single country. They're all worried about what's the reaction that's going to happen if they went against American policies. Yeah, I think a large a part of this here, um, with this question you just asked with regard to the Abraham Accords, I believe, is the program that pushed. It's it's American imperialism. 
America wants to spread its tentacles out wider and control more parts of the world. And, they, uh, you know, the American government sees Israel as the, quote unquote, only democracy in the Middle East, their own closest ally in the Middle East. Of course, Israel is not a democracy. Five million Palestinians live in the West Bank and Gaza and have no right to vote. And yet their lives are completely controlled by Israel. But it's all based on American imperialism, American empire. Uh, you know, America wanted to expand its sort of relevance, particularly as we see countries like China and Russia, who are, uh, you know, very much with the Palestinian people, um, you know, taking charge and sort of uh, making the West uh, more economically irrelevant than ever before. Um, and Western countries see that. And so they're closing ranks uh, behind, you know, of course, another settler colonial state, that being Israel. I think, for example, what I would want to say to people who are listening, please, please, when it comes to this situation, to this particular situation, when it comes to Palestinian cause, try to read as much as you can and try to also read for, for, uh, like, uh, for Palestinian authors, like novels, because the, the West is trying to just dehumanize Palestinian people and for you not to see them as people worth of living a decent life. I think this is the should, should be the start of reading the, about Nakba, about the Palestinian people, their struggles, and try to find also, be critical how the words rephrased, right, is the word, on the popular media, wherever the country is, it's you have to also, like when it comes to these particular issues, you have to be critical of what you're reading and what you're watching because there is definitely propaganda behind it too. Yeah, something I would like to uh, bring up is we're seeing in countries, particularly in Europe, um, the criminalization of support for Palestine We've seen Germany ban things like the kufiya and uh, certain slogans and the Palestinian flag. I believe France just announced that they are going to be banning any sort of protests surrounding uh, Palestinian human rights and support or any protests in support of Palestine. Um, and we've seen this within the United States as well. When I was in college, we I was part of a group called Students for Justice in Palestine. It's a national organization uh, on college campuses that, you know, support Palestine and help educate people in college about the issue. And we faced a lot of repression from our own university for that. And I'm expecting, you know, more of this to occur within the United States. Um, you know, we know about, uh, you know, I would, I would ask everyone listening to support the BDS, Boycott, Divestment and Sanctions Movement, a Palestinian-led nonviolent movement that calls for a boycott uh, of Israel, Israeli products, um, I'm an academic, so also an academic boycott. So don't tr go to conferences in Israel. You know, don't interact with Israeli universities until uh, you know Israel ends the occupation and you know currently ends the genocide they're committing in Gaza. But I think it's very it's very clear. We see you know in Europe people earlier this year, I believe uh, there was a lot of fervor over burning of the Quran. And that was deemed acceptable speech, freedom of speech. And, you know, that wasn't criminalized in the most, most European countries. Um, but now we're seeing, you know, when people are coming out hundreds, thousands, thousands and thousands sometimes in support of Palestine, that's being criminalized in Europe. And um, it's very important uh, to me as an American who believes in the First Amendment, who believes in our First Amendment, our Constitution, which is freedom of speech, that's you know, people be able to, uh, you know, have protest and speak out against what is going on. 
Um, and so I think it's really critical to, to be aware of that and to also make the connections as to why they are banning protest, why are they are banning the Palestinian flag, which, of course, is because of um, the malicious lies and propaganda being spread by Israel about Palestinians. All right. So probably you've heard this hundreds of times in media, of course, or wherever. What is the solution? And uh, we also know that there was a solution raised in the UN, but uh, probably the Israeli side didn't accept it. And that's why they are still in the progress of doing what they are doing right now, uh, which is taking uh, more houses or collapsing more houses and taking more land in the West Bank, uh, at least. And now, as we can see, this uh, like mass immigration in Gaza, where a lot of Palestinians go to the south and they leave the north empty and open for the Israelis, probably to uh, launch their uh, settlements again in the area. But to you personally, what do you think the solution should be? Well, I don't want to speak on behalf of like the solution. Like I think the solution should be whatever Palestinians um, sort of want the solution to be. Uh, I've heard a lot of people in the media that are sympathetic to Palestinians talk about the two-state solution, which was a solution agreed to, um, you know, back in the 90s. Um, but, you know, You know, it, since then, or since, uh, you know, the late 1900s, Israel has been, uh, you know, putting these illegal settlements in the West Bank, illegal under international law uh, and UN resolutions. And now there are, you know, 700,000, over 700,000 Israelis living on Palestinian land in the West Bank. So the viability of the two-state solution, I'm not really sure of. Um, the solution to me would definitely be to end the occupation of Palestinian lands, um, give Palestinians equal rights under the law, including the right to vote, the right to own homes, yeah. uh, etc. And apartheid. And, yeah, ending the sort of apartheid system that currently exists within Israel. And then also the right for all Palestinian refugees, going back all the way to the Nakba in 1948, the right to return to their ancestral homelands. Um, that would be the solution that I um, would foresee for the future um, and one that would be, you know, just under international law. But for the current moment, I would say the solution would be to, you know, stop arming Israel, you know, uh, boycott Israel and really to try to end the genocide occurring in Gaza. Yeah, for sure. I would agree with anything, like with everything White said about this solution. For Also, we're not like... This should be the Palestinian, definitely this should be Palestinian, the right to do, the, to see the right solution for this problem, too. And uh, I would agree with Barnes, too. I'm not in a position to give solutions. Uh, but I would say that if I were Israel, I wouldn't use my Holocaust complex to reproduce the, the, the narrative that was once uh, alive, probably during Nazism, and apply it on Palestinians right now. Because I think it's the same thing happens right now. Probably more. I don't know. I didn't check uh, the statistics. It's definitely the Holocaust for the Palestinians now. It's... And even the, like the narrative they use is very close to what the Nazis used to use to justify and dehumanize Jewish people. But now Israeli people are doing the same to the Palestinians, unfortunately. Thank you so much for both of you, Hamza and Barnes. I appreciate your insightful interventions. Again, this is Bader with you from Mushtar FM 89.6. Well, thank you for having us. Thank like, you. Thank you.